This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 40. 40. Right, day 40, Americans trapped behind enemy lines. Hundreds of them, hundreds of green card holders, tens of thousands of Afghan allies abandoned and now facing, in most likelihood, a lot of them will be facing death, especially our Afghan allies. Uh, Joe Biden, what? It's been 21 days since he's ever talked about leaving Americans behind in Afghanistan. We're not going to forget. By the way, if you haven't heard, Joe Biden, I guess, is completely oblivious to the fact that his poll numbers are have gone over the cliff, rightly so. I mean, you know, the COVID blowout disaster. I mean, the numbers are, are, are chilling and the numbers are frightening. And we got a new COVID variant in Kentucky nursing homes R.1 or R1 infecting, you know, all of these employees. And apparently when you get into the, the deep dive into this, this, this new variant, as they're calling it, uh, which showed up in Japan now has cracked over 10,000 entries there and in, in the around the globe. And, you know, and Forbes, a scientist by the name, I think is from Harvard, William Hazeltine writes that this is the variant to watch. It has a foothold in Japan and the U.S., and it features unique mutations that give it advantages in transmission, replication, immune suppression. And apparently it is showing that, you know, the the mutation, you know, located in the spike protein of the virus gives it increased resistance to antibodies. And then on top of that, with all the other variants that overtaken the original alpha strain with increasing infectiousness none of this is good news covid deaths have now exploded by 40 percent and biden does nothing the highest level since march even though there's no shortage of monoclonal antibodies he's out there you know now rationing it to red states why because it's effective he didn't he only mentioned it for the first time a week ago the delta variant now accounting for 99 percent of all u.s covid cases we have an interesting interview. Again, this is informational. Check with your doctor. Do all the due diligence that I've been telling you. But actually, Dr. Robert Malone, the guy that invented the technology, played the key role in inventing the technology for the mRNA vaccines. In other words, the technology for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Obviously, he supports science and he supports vaccine science. He doesn't support it to the extent that the administration does. Um, but he's got a lot to say, and I, I just I just want to learn from the guy. Use it as information, and you can question your own doctors about what the right thing to do is. You know, now by the way, Tennessee is is following federal guidelines recommending vaccinated people not even get monoclonal antibodies. Well, what about people that have breakthrough cases, like a friend of mine? Within 24 hours, he got the infusion of Regeneron, and he had the best 10 days of his life. He felt great the next day. And he sent his family to Florida and he went fishing for 10 days, catching 40, you know, pound stripers and laughing that I had to work the whole time. And I'm glad he's OK. I had two other friends of mine that were not vaccinated, 74 and 68 in, in Georgia. And they went to Emory University Hospital. They immediately got within 24 hours an infusion of Regeneron and they recovered. Am I telling you what to do? No, I'm telling you to talk to your doctor. But be informed and know what Regeneron is, know what monoclonal antibodies are. I was shocked that somebody that should have known that got a breakthrough case had no idea what I was talking about when I said, have you asked your doctor about monoclonal antibodies, Regeneron? And he goes, yeah, what is that again? I'm like, huh? 
So, you know, I'm trying to keep people's awareness up so that you, you know, I want to keep all of you healthy. Um, anyway, so we got a lot of a lot of ground to cover. So, you know, we got all of this disaster going on at the border, a covid disaster. You know, all of Joe Biden's making Afghanistan. We abandoned Americans and our allies and their families and green card holders. And and Joe is he's not doing a thing today. You know, they've already called a lid on the day. He's taking the day off. You know, he gets a uh, 9.30 a.m. daily briefing, weekly economic briefing, have lunch with Vice President Kamala Harris, the border czar, and nothing on his public schedule today. Nothing. I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I can't even explain this to you. You know, it's another rest day for Joe. Joe's tired. I guess he's worn out. You know, you look at his daily schedule, and it is in, it is a, a sharp contrast with Donald Trump. Ninth, we got a glimpse, and apparently in a speech in Pittsburgh in March, he held up an index card with his schedule. 9.30 a.m., joint videotapings with First Lady. 9.45 a.m., proceed to Oval Office. I wonder if they laid out a map giving him directions, considering it gets lost. 9.50 a.m., hold for Ron. In other words, shorthand for a meeting with his chief of staff. As Biden proceeds through his day in his 30-minute lunch to a prep session for a cabinet meeting, you know, he ticks each item, you know, with a slash from his pen. Check, check, check. And then it's nappy time. And then it's, you know, back to the Oval Office just for show. And then it's night-night time. It's unbelievable. But that that's, there's your president. There's Joe Biden. Four Republicans have filed impeachment articles against Biden over the border in Afghanistan. I don't think it's going anywhere because Democrats control every both houses of Congress and the White House. So I don't think that's going very far. You know, and and I don't see Joe lifting a finger to help these Americans trap behind enemy lines. I, I had a long talk with Glenn Beck yesterday. And, and we were friends over the years. I mean, we had our disagreements early on about Trump. And but but I had more knowledge than Trump about Trump than he did because I knew the guy and I kept saying and put every conservative credit. I said he's going to govern as a conservative. And, and, you know, many people laughed at me, mocked me, ridiculed me, made fun of me. And I was not wrong. Um, but anyway, what he's 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 working with, I guess, his Mercury one charity thing that he's got going on. And to his credit, there are people that are trying to get people out there are people that have paid the, the freight for, for chartered airplanes that they can't get out. And I don't know everybody involved, but, you know, anybody that's involved, thank you for all that you're doing. I appreciate help. At least somebody's trying to help save Americans because I'm very concerned here on day 40 that we're not going to get these people out. Morning console poll shows Biden's support in the African-American community. That's over a cliff, too, like every other poll that has come out. You got House progressives now. You got the the squad caucus. They're now warning the Democratic Party that they'll defeat their bipartisan infrastructure bill if they don't get their new Green Deal five trillion dollars. It's unbelievable. You got Democratic civil war breaking out into the open over cuts to the Iron Dome funding because they had to give into the radical squad, you know, where numerous instances of of anti uh, Semitism statements that have been made, virulent anti-Semitism squad leaders, and they they were able to threaten Nancy Pelosi, who's scared to death she'll lose her job. That's why she's not the real speaker. Ocasio-Cortez is the real speaker. 
you know, Pelosi's speaker in name only. Manchin said Biden told moderates to pitch the price tag for the reconciliation bill. He basically said, find a number that you're comfortable with. Please just work on it. Give me a number. Okay. Jen Psaki blaming Boris Johnson for calling on reporters. She actually blamed him. Our, our relationship is so strong and abiding that we'll be able to move forward beyond this. But Johnson called on individuals from the press corps without alerting us to that, that intention in advance. Joe gets yelled at every time he asks her a question. He's the president of the United States, for God's sake. You know, he's, oh, wait, I'm not allowed. I'm going to get in trouble. They're going to get mad at me and everything. You know, but the Democratic Party is imploding. The Biden presidency is imploding right before our eyes. And all they're interested in is, you know, three trillion in new taxes. And, you know, the IRS going after everybody that makes 10 cents. And building that out to the biggest, you know, thing that they can possibly build it out at. It's unbelievable. All of this. Does it surprise you? These poll numbers are plunging. It doesn't surprise me at all. And John Kerry, you know, all right, I don't have a problem. He owns a private jet. Good for him. Protecting the planet is our first and foremost in dealings with China. John, China doesn't give a rip about protecting the planet. And and the fact that you go into a Paris Climate Accord deal where we pay the freight and they're categorized as a developing nation and pay next to nothing, just like India, it just shows how stupid you are and put that burden on the American people. Unbelievable. And Joe Biden out riding his tricycle over the weekend. I know, another another day off he's got. Meanwhile, jobless claims are rose, quote, unexpectedly again this week. Second week in a row, unexpectedly. They always say, oh, it rises unexpectedly. Inflation is up unexpectedly. No, it's not unexpectedly. I mean, these exchanges with Peter Ducey and Jen Psaki, it's like becoming much-watched TV. Jen Psaki, well, these these, these illegal immigrants, they're not going to be here very long, so we don't feel a need to to COVID test them. There are 15,000 migrants under that Del Rio Bridge you add up the ones that you say were expelled or released, it's less than 5,000. Where is everybody else? Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to get you a more fruitful rundown. That was that was the end. I'll circle back with you on that. And then Ducey gets her to, you know, admit that people placed on the path towards removal proceedings means nothing. Do you know, they're actually they're, they're giving out these messages that they're requesting you appear in court. They're not mandating you appear in court. They're requesting. That means you could say no to the request. And the worst part of this is that they're now telling America that they're deporting these migrants. It's a lie. Everybody that I talk, every single source says it's an outright lie. They're letting them all in. Very few are being returned. Last weekend, Biden administration saying that people from Haiti camped out in these squalid border tent cities um, are being deported. But what they're really doing in the dark of night, the larger numbers of people are being let in and, and, and by bigger and bigger numbers. And then you see, for example, you know, he can't even answer. He's supposed to get back to Peter Ducey. Has Joe Biden ever been to the border? He's never been there. Neither, by the way, Kamala Harris's trip to the border was nowhere near the border where the problem was. And now she wants to investigate her own policies as borders are and Joe's policies as president. It's unbelievable. 
And now they've removed all horseback riding. And the, by the way, I will tell you that they're absolutely livid. The Border Patrol, that they're being accused of whipping people and denying it absolutely happened at all. I, I don't know anything about long reins. I have no idea. I'm not a horseback rider. You know, if I've ridden a horse, yeah, I was riding it once with the Border Patrol and the horse took off on me. And if two of them didn't catch up to me, I was about to fall on my ass. So I'm not exactly the expert on horseback riding. But, you know, one of these days, maybe I'll learn. I don't think with my knee in its current condition. You know, now the Biden administration has put out a call for private contractors, you know, for the right to operate a, a detention center at Gitmo for the people there. Biden administration claiming that these illegal immigrants are going to be deported. And in the dark at night, they secretly open the door. They're just lying to us. You know, now you have, even though he's called up the National Guard, you know, remember, you also have the federal government. Once you get into a conflict with them legally, they take control of the National Guard. So now, you know, once the government aids and abets and they don't enforce the laws of the land, which Joe is aiding and abetting the law breaking. Well, if they're not going to enforce the deportations and they're uh, facilitating the disbursement of people with no COVID tests or vaccine around the country. You know, now Governor Abbott's stuck putting, you know, 7,000 miles of border wall of cars. It's ridiculous knowing that if people get across the border, Joe's letting them stay. The Joe Biden's mess that he created. roll along 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. The, uh, I will tell you there's a conflict that has arisen. The use of horses now among the Border Patrol officials in, in Del Rio has been suspended. Uh, Jen Psaki confirmed the policy change. There's an investigation. There an investigation of how we abandon Americans behind enemy lines. I'd like that investigation. Is there, is there a commission for the 534 riots that injured 3,000 police officers and killed dozens and and joe barely said a thing and kamala harris promoted a bail fund maxine waters is involved she's pissed at biden because the by the way they now want to investigate kamala harris maxine waters apparently al sharpton is going to visit the border want to investigate joe biden's handling of the border the atrocities caused by joe biden's policies keep growing you know, you know, look at the cases of sexual abuse that have, that have now been obtained by the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Resettlement. You know, 41 pages of documents now in the hands of Judicial Watch. I'm sure there's more to come. Thirty three specific incidents, incidents of sexual abuse. We can't factor in the health crisis, the high rate of covid positivity either. You know, you have Tulsi Gabbard is all over the, the, you know, Biden saying, well, Trump, Trump's policies worked. Stay in Mexico, building the wall and ending catch and release. Now it's process and release. And now we have, you know, everybody, you know, up and arm. This is all of their making. Afghanistan is a, this all is based on their watch, their policies. And we can't even get an answer. Has Joe Biden ever been to the border? I've been to the border 15 times covering things at the border more recently a town hall with with greg abbott and donald trump 800-941-SEAN our number you want to be a part of the program well it's only the tip of the iceberg day 40 joe's on vacation americans held hostage behind enemy lines and not a word from joe in 21 days we'll give you an update when we continue 
continuing to build the foundation for conservative victory. Victory. Now, back to the Sean Hannity Show. 25 to the top of the hour. Well, look at this. 40 days, Americans still held hostage behind enemy lines. Joe Biden's taking a day off today, so he's not busy today. He's got nothing to do, nothing to think about. He hasn't even mentioned the people he abandoned, that he said he wouldn't abandon behind enemy lines. Well, uh, now the good news. Joking. There's no good news. It's not even a joke. Sad, and it's predictable. One of the founders of the Taliban has now confirmed that hardline movement will once again carry out their punishments like executions, amputations, uh, and and quote one of the founders was on ABC News of the Taliban, their chief enforcer of their harsh interpretation of Islamic law when they last ruled Afghanistan, said the hardline movement will once again carry out executions and amputations. In an interview with the AP, Mullah, his name is Mullah, uh, Nuruddin Tarabi, I'm sure I pronounced it wrong, not on purpose, dismissed outrage over the Taliban's executions in the past, which take place in front of crowds at times at a stadium, and he warned that the war- warned the world against interfering with Afghans' new rulers. By the way, this is the professional and business-like Taliban that Joe and Jen Psaki keep talking about and Secretary of State Wink and Blinken talk about, and, uh, you know, and they were worried about Trump. Uh, General Milley, are you watching? Because all of that military equipment you left is in the hands of these guys. Everyone criticized us for the punishments in the stadium. We've never said anything about their laws or their punishments, he said to the AP. Um, No one will tell us what our laws will be. We will follow Islam. We will make our laws on the base, our laws on the Quran. Now, since taking over Kabul, August 15th, seizing control of the country, Afghans, and the world have been watching to see whether they will recreate the harsh rule. Now his comments pointed to the fact that they remain entrenched. And yes, all of that and probably worse is coming back. He's in his early 60s, was the justice minister, the head of the so-called Ministry of Propagation of Virtue and Prevention of Vice. In other words, the religious police during their previous Taliban rule. That's where women can't go to work. That's already been implemented. And girls can't go to school. Oh, yeah, that's been implemented already, too. And they're not letting Americans out, are they? Uh, But we have all the we have all the leverage, Joe Biden said, as he's out there with drone strikes, killing humanitarians and, and, and little children. Imagine if Donald Trump did it at the time. The world denounced the Taliban's punishments often took place at Kabul's sports stadium. With hundreds of people attending, Afghan men only, by the way, no women allowed. Executions of convicted murderers, usually that was a single shot to the head carried out by the victim's family who had the option of accepting blood money and allowing the culprit to live. For convicted thieves, their punishment was amputation of a hand. For those convicted of highway robbery, a hand and a foot were amputated. The judiciary was weighted in favor of Islamic clerics, whose knowledge of the law was limited to religious injunctions. This guy at the time, judges, women, would adjudicate cases, but the foundation of Afghanistan's laws would be the Quran, and that will be the same again. And he said the same punishments will be revived. Cutting off hands is necessary for security, he said, as a deterrent effect. He said the cabinet was studying whether to do punishments in public or develop a policy. 
In recent days in Kabul, Taliban fighters have revived a punishment they used in the past, public shaming of men accused of small-time theft. On two occasions just last week, Kabul men have been packed into the back of a pickup truck, hands tied, paraded around to humiliate them. In one case, their faces were painted to identify them as thieves, and another, stale bread was hung from their necks or stuffed into their mouths uh, for the crimes that they committed. Apparently, this guy is, you know, rather stocky and has an artificial leg that he lost fighting the Soviets in the 80s. Um, He will be in charge of the new Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan prisons. And um, by the way, he's among the a number of Taliban leaders, including the all-male interim cabinet. By the way, how's that lecture, Mr. Blinken, working out on inclusiveness? During the previous Taliban rule, he was one of the group's most ferocious and uncompromising enforcers. enforcers. When the Taliban took power in 1996, one of the first acts was to scream at a woman journalist demanding she leave a room full of men and then deal a powerful slap in the face of a man that objected. He's notorious for ripping music tapes from cars, stringing up hundreds of meters of destroyed cassettes and trees and signposts. He demanded men wear turbans in all government offices, and minions routinely beat men whose beards had been trimmed. Sports were banned, and his legion of enforcers forced men to mosque for prayers five times a day. And then he's saying, well, we've changed a little bit from the past. He said they're going to allow television, mobile phones, photos, and videos because of the necessity of the people, and we're serious about those changes. Okay, that's going to work out well. We have a former Afghan policewoman detailing her torture at the hands of the very businesslike and professional Taliban because Western media's almost entirely had to flee Afghanistan. So reports, you know, we're getting them. You know, we're getting some videos. We're getting some evidence. When we get it, we're putting them on Hannity every night. Some victims are speaking up. India Today recently interviewed a former Afghanistan policewoman captured by the Taliban, shot in the head, had her eyes gouged out by these monsters. And I forgot she was five months pregnant at the time. I don't know how she did it, but miraculously, she survived. See the picture of her. It's not pretty. Her face is a living from India today, her face is a living testimony to the barbaric practices of the Taliban. While she was pregnant, she was abducted by the hardline insurgent group, and she was tortured, shot multiple times, her eyes gouged out. One day, returning home from work, uh, the Taliban was waiting near uh, her home. They attacked her. They stabbed her eight to ten times with knives. They shot a gun at me. I lost consciousness when the bullet hit my head. And not satisfied with that, they gouged her eyes out with their knives. Following the assault, she was shifted to a hospital in Kabul. Doctors saved her life. There was nothing they could do about her eyesight. That's gone forever. I have become a living corpse. I'm breathing, but every day of my life is a struggle. Doing the simplest things is now a challenge to me. Okay. How's that business like professional Taliban? A U.S. soldier wins a long fight to get Afghan uh, translator asylum. There are efforts, there are planes that are being chartered, there are people and groups, and Glenn Beck told me privately some of the efforts that he's involved in, and I, I said, thank you for what you're doing, and hopefully one day we can talk about it. There are other groups, other people on the ground that I know about. I'm not talking about it. I want these people home safely, every American home safely. Biden warned by his generals, the U.S. forces, that the intel was bad. Oh, Well, why didn't he listen? I don't think Joe knows what day of the week it is.
Moving on to domestic issues, we got Biden now meeting with Democrats. Now there's a huge civil war breaking out in the Democratic Party over this $3.5 trillion, and time is growing short. You know, they tried to sneak in amnesty. Now, why are they sneaking in amnesty? Well, okay, if we had 11 million people, but estimates are really closer to 15 million people here illegally. And then all the people that Joe's letting in, by the end of the year, it'll be well over 2 million, a 25-plus year record of illegal immigrants. We were at a 25-year low, thanks to Donald Trump's policies. But they're just they're basically processing, releasing, and they're lying about releasing people, and they're not COVID testing anybody, and they're not vaccine mandating anybody in the middle of a pandemic. Meanwhile, all these draconian measures are put on every American citizen. They're not doing background checks. They're not doing health checks. They're not seeing if people are financially capable of taking care of themselves or whether they will be a burden to the U.S. taxpayer. We just don't have the money for the millions of people Joe wants to let in. And then Joe has his $3 trillion tax increase on top of the $3.5 trillion, on top of the $1.2 trillion, on top of the $600 billion, $5 trillion, New Green Deal, Radical Socialism, what they call human infrastructure. And they say that their tax plan will not raise taxes on the middle class. That is a lie. You have committee member of the House Ways and Means Committee. The ranking member of the Republican is Kevin Brady. He says, absolutely, they're increasing taxes for small business, low and middle class families. And Democrats are just lying when they say it will impact only the very wealthy. And he said the tax hikes will be on mainstream small businesses as they're trying to come out of COVID. They're doubling the death tax. There's a number of family-owned businesses and farms. They're going to lose them as a result after being hit with the new death tax. And Biden, you know, has pledged to raise taxes on low-income Americans. We already know this is a lie, too. Corporate tax increases you pay for. They pass the, they pass the tax on to we, the consumer. The, the fact that he's begging OPEC and OPEC turned him down because he, he stopped the energy independence policies he inherited from Donald Trump. So now we're paying on average a buck fifty more a gallon, costs more to fill your tank, heat, cool your home, and everything you purchase costs more because it costs more money to get it there. That's a tax too, and that's impacting every American. Who's it impacting the most? That would be uh, poor Americans. Now this is my favorite of the day. You got the squad, AOC, Congresswoman Omar, and Presley, and others. They are now saying any rescue package much must cancel all student debt, fund losses for small business and local governments, ban all evictions and foreclosures, ban st- stock buybacks and executive bonuses. Any rescue package. Okay. And who's going to pay for that? And let me ask you, if you're going to ban, if, if, if you're going to guarantee cancel rent and cancel mortgage and cancel student debt, um, isn't that licensing stealing? Because the people that borrowed the money for the mortgage, they're not going to be able to pay it if they don't have the rent to pay the mortgage. So somebody's going to end up getting legally ripped off. By the way, the ADL president blasting the Democratic squad for their unconscionable defunding of Israel's Iron Dome. They gave in to the anti-Semitic wing of the, the radical uh, Democratic caucus. What? I mean, it's saving lives and it's now that's emboldening Hezbollah and Hamas and other radical terrorist groups. Want to know how Biden's treating our military? I have an update on that, too. 
Biden wants to dishonorably discharge any troop that won't get vaccinated. I had a guy on TV last night. It's mandatory. Now, for businesses, there's a minor little loophole. You can agree to get tested once a week instead of getting vaccinated if you have a rare condition or for whatever reason your dog, you and your doctor make the decision. I'm not, I don't know anything about your personal health history, current condition. It's not up to me. But for whatever reason, now he's, for the first time, Joe mentions monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies. And now all of a sudden he wants to ration it, even though there's no shortage of it. Why? Because Ron DeSantis build, built these monoclonal antibody centers for people with breakthrough cases or even the unvaccinated to help save lives. If we have enough of it, why would we ration any of it? I had a guy who worked 18 years serving this country. And on principle, he doesn't want to get vaccinated. I didn't, you know, I asked him if it was a health issue. He did say no. He's two years away from a pension. Now they want to not only discharge the guy, he won't get his pension. Then he's going to get a dishonorable discharge. One size fits all medicine or forget it. By the way, Black Lives Matter, interestingly, this was in the Daily Wire, is threatening to stage an uprising over vaccine mandates, which they say will rival 2020 summer of riots over police brutality. And they said, quote, 72% of African-Americans in New York City between 18 and 44 are unvaccinated. Their organizers said we're putting this city on notice that your mandate will not be another racist social distance practice and black people are not going to stand by and you will see another uprising. And that is not a threat. That is a promise. The vaccination passport is not a free passport to racism. You know, the saddest thing is all of these nurses and doctors that all throughout the pandemic, when we didn't have monoclonal antibodies or any therapeutics that, you know, and many of them that got COVID because they were in a Petri ditch dish every day trying to save lives, risking their lives. So they have natural immunity. You know, now they're getting fired. There's a new variant, R.1 or R1, whatever they're calling it, showing up in Kentucky in a nursing home. And every person that got it was fully vaccinated. We'll get into more detail. We have an interesting interview in the next hour, a guy by the name of Dr. Robert Malone. Now, he actually invented the technology, played an integral part of it, in developing the mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer, the Moderna vaccine. Why don't we, why don't more people interview this guy? Anyway, and he thinks natural immunity is better than the technology he himself discovered. But I'm not a doctor. Check with your doctor. I'll just keep reminding you. Take it seriously. I'm telling you, it's, it's not good. You know, all the studies that show HCQ actually worked if taken early. Mitigates 84% of the time. Mitigates some of the conditions. Check with your doctor. You know, if you, what if you have a breakthrough case or you're on back? Ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies. That's my advice. Research. Understand what is out there. Protect yourself and your family. Take it seriously. I've seen the worst of this. It's bad. Nearly 700,000 people dead. I just don't listen, you know, to one size fits all science, and I'm not going to play a doctor on radio and TV. Oh, woe is me.